my first note was Jordan looks like Tina from Turner's. Like, oh. the cut. <laughs> <laughs> like a, so accurate. It was, I was like, it's giving Tina. You know what we like? Cars, cars, cars. The Crumbs. Hello, welcome to The Crumbs. You're with Courtney, Tom and Hamish and it is Retro Week. We are taking it back to the 70s, 80s, 90s and beyond. That really makes me feel like I'm back in my radio announcer days. Do you guys remember that from radio stations? Like, Yeah, what was that? What radio station was that? It was called The Hits here in Masterton. Classic Hits. Maybe. Anyway, we're on a tangent. Retro week, and my gosh, was it retro? We had quiches, we had Nina's tarts, and we had retro-looking cakes. What are our thoughts straight off the bat? Well, the only thing missing was a prawn cocktail, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know if a prawn cocktail would have worked in like a baking show, but yeah, I think it would have definitely topped off retro week. Do you do you guys remember baked Alaskas? I've never made one, but I know what they are only because of MasterChef. I feel like it was retro takes on modern cakes, as the, was like the signature like none of the cakes were really like as you said they weren't like a baked alaska or like i guess victoria kind of dipped her toe into a retro style of cake but like i don't know they just seemed like modern cakes but it was a retro yeah with this modern take because even the nanish tarts weren't traditional nanish tarts and then yeah there was quite modern flavors i think coming through in the quiches as well so i completely agree with you kind of retro kind of not um first first thoughts for me though um i think this week was the first week I actually got excited about not watching the guy struggle, but I feel as though it was like they were starting to get tested and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wrote you down. Know? I wrote down the wheels are coming off. <laughs> the, wheel, the wheels are coming off. We are so bitchy. Finally, they're struggling. Um, I did also write though. This is the first week that they seem stressed. So I think we're all on the same boat there. Um, yeah. My immediate thoughts, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when they very first walked into the barn, the weather was outrageous. And it just took me right back to having to film those like walk-ins to the barn, looking like it's happy and cheery, but you're actually like frozen to the bone. And then everyone's got a smile on their faces. And then um, the producer's like, okay, smile and walk. And you have to do it like two or three times, four times. Yeah. And it's so fucking cold out there because yeah. like... Um, Let's not forget, it's actually filmed in winter, and this is on the west coast of Auckland. It's so fucking cold, and those winds are horrible, and you have to do it like three, four times. It's, it's, yeah. it's not good. It definitely takes the shine off it when you know what actually goes in behind those <laughs> like walk-ins. So yeah. we'll kick straight into it. Signature was a decorated family quiche. And they only had two hours to make this. I'll be honest, I feel like that's pretty cruel. Yeah, I'm pastry. Um, so pastry is a hard one to get right. And a lot of people failed on the pastry front. They only had two hours to make pastry, like cool pastry, blind bake pastry, fill their pastry and cook their pies. I just think that's not fair. I think I think if they were like make mini quiches, then absolutely two hours would have been fine because like the pastry would have cooked faster. But like the fact that they were like to feed a farno, I was like, okay, cool. Now it's like they're fucked. Yes, I completely, and I feel like it would be more in line with what a normal signature is to make like individual elements as well. And like you said, trying to set like an egg based pie in the middle, it just seemed like they were setting them up for disaster. And then to turn around being like, we don't want any soggy bottoms, but you've given them like barely enough time to pull it together. Which is good though, right? Because like we've sat here for the last like two weeks and been like, oh my God, shortbread. Oh my God, so easy. It does, it, up, it ups the stakes. They kind of just like turned the dial though. They went, they went from like 
simmer to like rapid boil. That is exactly how I feel. It went zero to 100. There was no like we're gradually getting you there. It's like, hey, last week you made like shortbread and pistachio biscuit. And this week we're going to just like absolutely throw you against the wall. Spritzalona. Spritzalona. <laughs> All right, Hamish, whose signature sort of stood out to you? Um, I loved Monique's. I love a bit of fucking caramelized Shock onion. Shock horror. <laughs> I know. Um, and also it just looked like nice and hearty. There were some thin looking fucking quiches out there. There were some um, very thin looking quiches. But hers was like, that'll fill you up. A slice of that and a side salad? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Also fucking the penny drop. Monique is an art teacher, which is why her little face on her egg last week is so amazing. I always just, I thought it was like, farmer Monique, but it was like, art teacher Monique. And I was like, oh, duh. Like, that explains she's so, so much. She's very creative, so you can see that coming through. Hey, I also keep forgetting she's pregnant. She's the one that's pregnant, eh? Yeah, she is pregnant. That's insane to me. It's so much stress. What about you, Tom? So Hugo, being a front runner so far, was really excited about his quiche. Looks really um, cool, and with like the kind of omelette on top. Um, he's always thinking outside the box, which I which I find really refreshing, um, which is why I think he'll definitely go far. Um, but then he kind of seemed to get him into a bit of trouble later on. So, mm. I thought his omelette topper was a very smart way of doing it so that he kind of could have his pie cooking but still make like a really decorative top. I thought it was very clever. Um, my yeah. standout from the signatures was actually Jonathan's. Um, I feel like it looked very pretty. I loved the charred capsicum. I loved that he chose to do Pahutakawa. Like, it definitely has that kind of retro, especially in, like, decoration feel for me. Caramelized onion and goat's cheese. I think all of them basically use goat's cheese. That was friggin' everywhere. Um, and his his pie looked pretty good. We did have a lot of soggy bottoms, though. So our soggy bottom check. <laughs> um, undercooked pastry was Lucas, Kihi, and Nikita. So there was three of them with the old soggy bottom curse. Yeah. So Lucas is a bottom. <laughs> a soggy one, it Apparently seems. So. <laughs> um, Do you guys think quiches are retro? Like, I make quiches quite a bit, and I think they're like an evergreen baking thing, like a chocolate chip cookie. Like, why are they retro? Um, I, I, I do see them as quite retro. I, I, um, in New Zealand, they're definitely still a thing. I think it's probably because, like, the 80s is probably when quiche, like, really made its name yeah um someone also said that beetroot is retro and i was like since when has beetroot been retro i love beetroot yeah luke lucas said that because do you know what i remember the names now <laughs> do you tom says that only but i've basically edited it out every time that he's not knowing them <laughs> include the bit where he called her monica not five minutes ago did i say monica, did, monica? Yes. Did, did i actually say monica like monica, monica. from friends <laughs> Oh my god. Eventually Tom will remember everyone's names. Um, there was only one more thing that I wanted to say about signatures, and it's just a personal gripe for me. I don't know if anyone noticed, but Victoria had one of those little fondant, like, cutter, pushy-outy things that she used for her pastry. Oh my god, I was going to mention this, Courtney. I was like, how do you feel about her cutting out the little flour pastry things when you got railed so badly it's funny that. you say railed because it's exactly what i was gonna say dean literally made me cry because i used cutters in my bake last year he told me that his five-year-old or his two-year-old or something like that would have done a better job than me <laughs> it didn't get aired on telly but he was very rough can i say one thing about jordan before we move on who thought she looked like she was about to go to a shift at briscoe's Oh my god, I do you know what I, my, I wrote it down. My first note was 
Jordan looks like Tina from Turner's. Like oh the car. <laughs> Literally like a, so accurate. It was, I was like, it's giving Tina. You know what Tina. we like? Cars, cars, cars. I, do, I just, if it was a recognisable, I don't know, it's probably some amazing designer, to be fair, but like, it just looked like a little what? embroidered, like, Ford logo or something. <laughs> I was like, are you going to tune up my car? Are you like here to service all of the um, food processes or something? Um, can I just say, actually, as the show's um, fashion editor and spokesperson, <laughs> um, Victoria, it's a theme. It's like, do you remember when Albie matched his, like, shirts with his socks? Socks with his cakes? His socks with his cakes, that's right, Hamish. He, he always matches his, like, socks with his cakes. Um, Victoria is, every week she's got her eyeshadow and her earrings matching. Little, little touches, eh? I did actually know that she, I mainly on the second day, was wearing quite a retro-looking top that I feel like m- matched her cake. I think if last week's episode was uh, brought to you by Yakult and Gut Health, then this week's episode is brought to you by, like, fluorescent eyeliner. Or, yes. like, eyeshadow, like... Mm. I feel like Kihi and Victoria were sharing. And Jordan had the pink. And Jordan had the pink wing. And I was like, okay, slay. Slay, Queen's slay. Can we just give an honorary mention to Brooke, please? Because the execution on Brooke's um, quiche was pretty amazing from the top. It looked really good. Um, so every challenge so far, she's, she is showing that she kind of knows what she's doing, if you know what I mean. I did write. This is directly from my notes. Brooke, pies and tarts, crimping, like Tom. <laughs> she was. She reminded me so much of you talking about, I love watching all these videos of like pastry being done. And I was like, she's literally Tom. Same person. Yeah. We're the pastry queens. Self-proclaimed pastry queens. Oh my God. At the end of this podcast journey, Courtney, we realized that Tom went back onto the show in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's like, Brooke's my number one. Brooke's my number one. And we're like, oh my God, it's... It all makes sense The now. accent slips. It's Tom and a wig. The Crumbs. And then we went straight, well, I guess back. When did they say it was from? Like 1913 to, um, Very I guess, old. New, South, New South Wales, where Courtney just told me these are from. But Nenish Tarts was the technical. My mother, Wee Pam, loves a Ninish tart, so I have made many in my years because she's always wanting me to make like the perfect Ninish tart, and I don't think I've quite made it for her yet. I always forget your um, mum's first name is Wee. Wee Pam. Wee Pam. <laughs> her name's Wee Pam. Is your mum's name actually Wee? Oh, Tom, bless you. No, I'm just, <laughs> just making a little joke. I just put Wee in front of everything. Oh my god. Totally off guard. I always say wee cake, and then everyone's like, oh. <laughs> no one wants a wee cake. Um, Nina's Tarts. I liked this for a technical for Retro Week. I thought it was, it had like lots of elements. You've got to make pastry, you've got to make the filling, you've got to do the chocolates. You'd, I don't know if they had to make their jam. There was no like footage of them making the jam, so potentially they just got given jam. So much of the pastry was like, I was like, is it an oven setting or something? But it was like burnt at the top and the bottom and the sides were raw. And I was like, huh? I, I do wonder if it's a bit to do with the tins that they were using. Like, have you heard the whole concept of like dark metal cooks things faster than like light metal and like potentially if they hadn't pressed them enough? I think Victoria's, you could see that potentially she'd pressed her pastry. We should ask the pastry queen to be fair about pastry. <laughs> like if she hadn't pushed them against the sides, then potentially they wouldn't brown, right? I've actually never heard about the whole like dark like metal thing, but um, to me it just sounds like they had like the really hot in the top of the oven and the bottom of the oven. But they didn't have it like circulating or something. I don't know. 
And with those little muffin like tins, like there's no, you can't hang the pastry over too much. Do you remember Courtney um, in one of like the pie challenges? I was like, okay, Courtney, I'm going to give you the best advice ever. Like leave it overhanging. You chill it. Obviously, you all, all know you chill pastry. Put it in the oven, and then that, and then you use a fucking vegetable peeler to shave off the edges, which is what I always do, and that's a trick I learned off Julie Jones. Um, shout out, love, love you, babes. Um, and I remember I looked back. I said, "Hey, Courtney, do this." And I looked back, and she like had vegetable peeler in one hand and she gave it a little stroke and she was like fuck this i was literally terrified I was like, Is it working babes and she's and she's like nah not in a technical i was like i'll try this another point in my life but not right now during this technical again i feel like i've not even focused really on the baking this um episode i just wrote in all caps brooke is wearing crocs did anyone notice that what the fuck no i did not how did you she's wearing bright green crocs comfort queen comfort queen indeed it just was something that stood out to me um, and then I just wrote there's some rough <laughs> I wrote there's some rough looking tarts and that's coming from me a rough looking tart and that's just me and Hamish <laughs> and also Hugo's fingers look like that absolutely butchered so he's obviously trying to follow in your footsteps Tom same with Jonathan I think I think before we started this podcast guys I, mem- I, remember, th- I remember saying to you guys like, oh, I wonder if anyone's going to cut themselves um, because there was a lot of cuts on our season. There's a lot of people wearing plasters. I only think it's the boys. We're getting into like blue glove territory where there's going to be so many fucked up hands it's just going to have like a full glove on it instead of plasters. I had to wear a glove for about three weeks. Yeah, throw back to the time that Tom literally cut the end of his finger off. I literally cut the end of... It was downplayed. (laughs) I literally cut the end of my finger off. This episode not brought to you by Health and Safety. (laughs) I'm just looking at my notes. I wrote eight Hugo and then I wrote big hands because he said, oh, my big hands were just really getting in there. And I was thinking like big hands. Giant gloves. <laughs> you know, they say big, big hands. Uh, the technical ramped up with Hugo coming in eight. Seven was Lucas. I've skipped the middle because that's boring. Um, third was Brooke. Second, Monique. First was Victoria with her perfect little tarts. So Hamish, you made the delicious little Nanish tarts this week. What were your thoughts? I did um, give myself a little bit of extra time, I'm not going to lie. I did get... Um, Escandalo. Escandalo. I did uh, leave the pastry in the fridge for a little bit extra, so I think I had I was off to a better start than most of these um, bakers. And then I did, um, because I saw how fucking runny the filling was, I um, tweaked the recipe a little bit, because I think it just, it wasn't, I think they were set up to fail, yeah. so... Yeah, head to our Instagram, the Crumbs Pod. Is it it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Isn't it just the crumbs? The crumbs. Pod. So you can head to our Instagram and um, see my attempt at these Nenish tarts. Would you make them again? Yeah, the raspberry white chocolate was like a nice um, wee mix up to the old classic, but um, they're not an everyday bake. The Crumbs. Okay, so lastly this week we had the showstopper, which um, was the decade cake, I believe. Yeah. Which was a bit okay, um, decade, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, etc. But there was a few going way back. Real curveballs. Some people took took it a bit differently. Regency era, the French Revolution. I was going to say the second that someone started with seventeen ninety, I was like, sorry, what? 
I wonder if people like um, Monique. Okay, right. Please correct me, and I'm sure you will. Um, Monique made the '80s one right with like the popping candy. Sixties. For fuck's sake. Um, so one of the guys that really stuck to the brief for me was Monique, who did the '60s cake, which was all about pop art and stuff. And she had great energy this week, by the way. Um, I was appreciating her energy. Monique's cake was literally amazing. Anyone who does actual buttercream and does like piping work on their cake is instantly above people who do pond- like fondant. <laughs> She's a teacher. I feel like I feel like that's her like teacher side yes. jumping out. The only thing about Monique's cake that I was like, ooh, was when they were coming around. She said, "I'm just making a vanilla sponge," and I was like, "Oh, you've kind of just given the judges something to be like." You just made a vanilla sponge. Can I say something? Because this is a majority of what my notes were around the showstopper. Yes, she made a vanilla cake, and the judges, they might have said something in person, but we didn't see a single thing about the judges actually giving her feedback about just doing a vanilla cake. Kihi also did a vanilla cake, and there was no comment on her doing a vanilla cake. But then they absolutely shat on Lucas twice for doing a banana cake. Personally, I don't feel like there's much of a difference between a banana cake and a vanilla sponge. And then to add an extra layer to this, Victoria effectively made a banana cake just threw some booze in there, and they loved it. I'm confused. Yeah, very um, topsy-turvy. Yeah. But at least we're talking about the judges' inconsistencies now, right? And, and like what they like and what they don't. And that's the constant like pressure that we have as contestants, is that like what do they... What are they going to like? What do they like this week? What do they like the next week, you know? I really liked the idea of Lucas's Keith Herring tribute. I love a bit of Keith Herring. Um, Execution? Banana, yeah. I feel for that because, like, even if you think... I mean, Keith Herring stuff is quite, like, simplistic, like, kind of doodly drawings and stuff. And I'm sure he was probably like, I can nail this. It's pretty, like, straightforward. Um, and then the poor guy just, you could tell that he was running out of time. Yeah. And I think Kihi mentioned it. Um, she was like, I need to get everything baked. Is it, what, is it in two hours or something? Yes. She's like, I need an hour for decorating. You can tell she's quite decorating focused and she's like, I know I need this time. Um, I do think Kihi put together a very tidy looking cake. Yeah. I hate fondant though. <laughs> I just can't get past it. But her fondant skills, it's not an easy thing to work with. I think people think it's going to be easier than it is. And her fondant skills were lovely. I love that she did like a shaped cake on top, like that jukebox. I was like, that's a little bit different. Similar to what Victoria did with her combi van. Like, I would never have thought about making a combi van out of like a loaf tin. Like, how ingenious is that? Yeah. I was like, it's, it was a very flavor spectrum-y thing, which I kind of touched on before. But like, you had... Monique, who did vanilla, and I guess she had, she had strawberry and she had black cocoa, which was like pretty good flavors to balance. But then you had like Nikita, who had maybe eighteen to twenty thousand flavors in her cake. I've never seen someone do three flavors in a two-tier cake before. It was quite interesting. In those like um, little drawings that they have for the baker's ideas, it was like a full essay. Yeah, it was like mango, white chocolate, orange, club, yeah. another club. That's a Lady Gaga meme, sorry. Um, and then on the on the um, topic of Nikita, when she was having trouble with white chocolate ganache, I was like, oh. hey, you poor soul. White chocolate ganache at the best of times is not great. Yeah. Just because like ganache is like deceptively hard because it's yes. an emulsion and it's all about fat and temperature and like 
the right balance of literally everything. If you look at ganache the wrong way, it's going to freak out on you. And no offense, Lint Chocolate, but your chocolate is not made to make ganache. I'm sorry, but it's just the pits. Ganache Gate was like a whole thing where she just, like she kind of said in her end interview, you just get stuck on something sometimes and you can't like let it go and she just needed to let that like ganache go in the bin and do something else like don't do a ganache make a buttercream real quick do something else don't put a split ganache into your cake oh my god speaking of buttercream what happened to hugo's buttercream oh my god it looked terrible and yeah to me it looked like too much gel food coloring do you know how you start to add too much and it just Especially a dark colour like he was trying to do, like a blue. It separates the, like, butter or something like that. I don't know what the science is. But was it an American buttercream? I hope not. I think it I think it was, because that's, like, when it's, like, room temperature butter and it never gets time to chill because you're in the barn and stuff, I think it's pretty Surely by this point, tough. bakers have learned not to do American buttercream on these shows. I made a sour cream frosting, which was kind of just, like, American buttercream with a bit of sour cream in it, and it wouldn't... Oh no, throwback. <laughs> it's very warm in that in that barn though, you kind of forget. But I just feel like there's so many different ways to make a buttercream. Like I, if I'm rushed for time, I'm making a Russian buttercream. So like condensed milk, butter. What the, f- what the fuck's a Russian buttercream? Literally condensed milk condensed and buttercream. Milk. Uh, and butter, sorry. Oh my God, yum. It's so good. And, and you just whip it up. German, German is like creme pet. Or like custard, yeah. Custard yep. with... Yeah. And then someone today made a ermine buttercream which has got like a flower like a roux base to it it's so weird i've looked at it before as well i like the different buttercreams i love every country's buttercream apart from america's which is trash and it can get in the bin so my absolute standout and i just feel like it's such my style of cake was brooks regency era bridgerton cake i friggin love bridgerton and i feel like i could see that cake just like sitting in that set so perfectly Three tiers. I mean, she's a she's an overachiever, and we love her for it. I loved the pink. I loved the ruffles. It was definitely giving retro. I was here for it. Of that famous decade, the Regency era. Um, <laughs> it showed off her piping skills so well. Like yeah. the piping around the cake was beautiful, and I loved her little. Like, I mean, like I bought some extra tins just in case, and I was like, you knew. She knew. She was always going to make a three tier cake. Um, that top tier was pretty small, to be fair. It's not like we're talking about a huge like wedding cake, were we? I think, yeah, people underestimate how much time it takes to pipe something like that. Like, it might look simple to a degree, but it does take a lot of work, especially to get things like even. And I just think she did a great job. Um, and that's also skill. It's not necessarily time, Courtney, but that's like skill taught over like months and months of practicing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Definitely practicing. Wait, I have a question for you both. Okay, go. What? Does persimmon taste like? Exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? There was like you didn't reply because I was like, there's not like a what standout flavour flavor to persimmon. persimmon. Yeah, it's not a fruit that I buy, so I honestly couldn't even tell you. I don't know if I've ever eaten it. Persimmon, yeah, it's like a pear. It's the consistency of a pear. Can I argue? But... What is the flavour of a pear? I don't know, but Francesca's going to put five of them in a cake. <laughs> Like, a pear to me is just a watery shit apple. No, if you have a ripe, nice ripe pear, a pear is an amazing fruit. No, I'm on team Courtney for this yeah. one. I think it just tastes like textured water. Not a poached pear? I don't mind a poached pear. Poached pear would have been good for a retro week. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah. next week is dessert week, so, I mean, that could also be in there. But I'd argue 
why in the fuck is a trifle terrine being done this week and not in retro week? <laughs> Both of which are very 80s. Exactly, exactly my thoughts, but... And don't they have um, cheesecake as, as a signature? Yes, yum. I fucking love a cheesecake. Who doesn't love a cheesecake? But fuck, that's probably going to have to... That's going to... Set? Be longer than two hours. They'll probably give them an hour and a half. No, bake, bake cheesecake. Yeah, but like, if it's your signature, it could be chilled, right? They are mini ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I think helps, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like an, a, a, a non-baked cheesecake is not a real cheesecake, though. I've argued with people about this. Take it back. Really? Take it back. I feel like New Zealand loves an uh, like a, a fridge cheesecake or a non-baked cheesecake. I Ooh. love it. No. It's not a cheesecake. It is a fucking cheesecake. Next week on The Crumbs. <laughs> we discussed cheese week. Cheese week? Cheese <laughs> week. Ooh, cheese week. Oh, my God. I would fucking love I cheese week. fuck up cheese week. Last week we went, we, last week we were talking about um, brisket week and now it's cheese week. Turns out we actually don't like baking at all. <laughs> we just love savoury food. I'm literally thinking about a cob challenge right now, though. Like a gooey, ooey, cheesy, pour-it-all-over-me cob challenge, honestly. I'm getting excited over the cheese, guys. Yeah, I can tell. We have our first two-week-in-a-row star baker. You got that last time as well, eh, Tom? Yeah. yeah can't relate. Um, but Victoria can. She got two star do, 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 do. Congratulations to Victoria. Amazing. But I feel like Brooke and actually Monique have been pretty hard done by these last couple of weeks. Do we not feel the same? Yeah. I, I feel the same. I'm not taking away from Victoria or anything, but I feel as though Brooke is definitely due a win. Yeah. I reckon what put Victoria over the likes of Monique was, I think, just that combo of like flavour plus presentation. And then we say goodbye to our third baker, which was Nikita, the lawyer mm. from Christchurch. I keep forgetting she's I a lawyer because she just gives me such fun energy. Like, it, it shocks me that she, like, goes to work and is, like, serious and, like, lawyer, doing law. She's like, you're going to jail. Have a cake. Yes. <laughs> she's, like, the nicest lawyer you've ever met. I, like, genuinely just wanted to give her a hug at the end there. Like, she seemed sad and I just wanted to, like, make it better for her. Yeah, she said, I knew it, so... And I was like, good girl, claim that. You, Of course, you, I, when I got eliminated, I, all I wanted to wear you, I was like, duh! <laughs> no shit, team, like... I think I just, like, nodded silently. I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, Tom was able to catch up with Nikita and see how she is getting on after Bake Off. So my first question I've got is, how do you feel about your time on on Bake Off? Um, I think my only disappointment was not getting to do my special pineapple up cupcake kind of thing, um, oh, which I had reserved for a different episode, different challenge, and I didn't want to do the chocolate cake recipe twice. Yes. Um, and I, kind of looking back, I probably could have gotten away with it. I think the public or the listeners' podcasts, like, they don't really understand that. We have to, like, design and, like, write all of these recipes. And at the beginning of the show, you don't get that much time. Yeah, it's quite a lot. I think we had to do 16. And we had, I think, a month to do it. Yeah. And for the 10 days leading up to flying up to Auckland, I had strep, COVID, and an allergic reaction all at the same time. Are you serious? So I'd been really sick. 
I couldn't practice at all. Um, that's I horrible. could hardly see at one point because my eyes were so swollen. And, and so you still was... went through with the show. Good on you. Um, it's bloody tough. Did you find it tough? I, f- I felt like ours was really stressful. Everyone was definitely stressed, um, but we all got on really well. So we, we kind of supported each other through all of the stress. Yeah. But it was definitely a different kind of stress to what I'm used to day to day in my job. Yeah, because I can imagine if you're like a high-flying kind of lawyer boss bitch, like, <laughs> <laughs> like having to bake somewhere that you've never baked before and all that, it's just like, it's not the same, eh? It's definitely not, and there's definitely comforts of home baking. The comforts of that aren't there. Like for me, I rely very heavily on a kitchen sink. Right. Very heavily. And that's probably why I wore gloves so much. My auntie sent me a text. Why are you wearing gloves all the time? No one else seems to. Like, I thought you'd cut yourself. Nope. No, nope, I didn't cut myself at all. I don't like touching butter. Okay. Which is a weird thing. <laughs> is it like the texture? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And it gets all greasy on your hands and I hate it. But also, if I don't have gloves on, I'm washing my hands every five minutes. Because I need the stuff off my hands. Um, should we? Hey, should we talk about like the challenges this week? Um, just um, yeah. So the signature is a quiche. Your quiche looked amazing, by the way, like visually. Oh, thanks. Just soggy bottom. Soggy bottom. <laughs> Do you bake with a lot of pastry normally? Or? Uh, yes. Which is what was sad. Oh no. <laughs> Um, I do a lot of um, pies, like savouries and yeah. for work. And I also do the odd, oh. I haven't done it too many times because it's a pain in the ass. I've done the odd croissant batch. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you. Croissant, if you're saying it properly. Uh, yeah, um, croissant. I think also, Nikita, like the fact that they had to be like, it said like a family size quiche, didn't it? So I feel as if everybody went like, like everyone, they're all like really big. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they did give us a size that we had to do mm. it too and so that was part of it my main thing i just put it in the wrong rack of the oven if i'd put it in a different rack i would have did you fine. yeah it was as simple as that different because you blind baked it didn't you i saw you blind baked yeah it. yeah i did all of that and i was the problem is, is i was too time pressured by the time it got to that point mm. and had to go fuck it i can't keep leaving this in here for much longer yeah, yeah you need to move on to be fair <laughs> though like um you weren't the only person with a soggy bottom. There's quite a few. Yeah, yeah. That did make me feel a little bit better, but it was something I didn't want to get wrong. Um, but it, it did look amazing, and it looked, looked like it would taste amazing as well. Like, when it comes to the savoury stuff, it's really funny because, like, you make sweet stuff all the time. So when, like, a savoury thing comes up, I don't know about you, but on our show, I was like, oh, my God, some savoury stuff. And I just want to eat all of it. Like, I felt like that about your quiches. I was like, that looks amazing. Well, apparently it was too eggy. Uh, <laughs> Would you have used but, less eggs? But I guess if that, that's what you do, you have to stick stick true to what you know, right? So that's how. You... Well, I that's the thing. I mean, my auntie by marriage calls us the eggy family because we all love eggs. It's love just an egg. a thing. So for me, the egg is actually my favourite part of a quiche. So to to pull hmm. back and do less would actually take away from what I enjoy. And so I did something I like, which is a good. Um, I like. The, one of the last things you said in your interview when you unfortunately like went, you said that you'd not done a lot of this stuff before, but all you can do is just give it a go. And I found that like really nice to hear because that's all you can do at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, and, and that's what I kind of thought when I was doing the show was like, 
oh shit <laughs> i've never done any of this and i'm not i'm like you i don't make a lot of cakes yeah. i dread making cakes i only do it for special occasions or when a colleague asks me for a kid's birthday that's about it yeah do you show stuff it was awesome though ah disco disco cake well yeah no, like okay so jordan said it's a bit on the messy side but i'm just like sure I mean, I, it was it I'm was fun it looked person. fun well, that's the thing is I didn't, I, I wasn't going to draw all over it in the end. And then I was like, you know what? Now nah, this is a bit of me. Let's, let's go yeah. nuts. And I don't think the judges noticed or appreciated, but every single one of those discs, as much as I could get it on there, mm -hmm. had a pun song title from a song from the 70s. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and, and, that, and that didn't even get talked about. Can we talk about, because I've written it down here and I don't want to be mean, um, your ganache for your cake that's such a shame <laughs> i was like oh no and it was split and then like kihi came over and you're like kihi what would you do and she's like i don't know and it's just like fuck what do you do no no one knew until jordan came over and already fucked it and i was like for for me i i was looking at it going do i start again do i start again but you and don't have time like, to start again i you had no time and i was like i'm gonna go home anyway fuck it <laughs> just like slap <laughs> just, it on just just fuck it that's amazing. I'm just, I'm just like looking, see if I'm, I thought, I thought, how is it reliving the ganache disaster on TV? I haven't watched it, so I wouldn't know. Have you not watched it? <laughs> no. Do, are you not going to watch it? I That's really know. interesting, Nikita. Um, I'm the, uh, yeah, I'm the only one that hasn't seen any of it yet. Um, Did you watch the other two? No. <gasps> I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of the show yet. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe like, and you can watch it. Is it just because like, you just, why is it like why um i just think i've been a little bit anxious about say seeing how it's portrayed and yeah i find my own voice annoying as shit so i don't really want to listen to myself or see myself on a screen um but i have kind of thought about maybe watching it as a drinking game that might be a bit of fun that would be good. So, yeah, we, we played, at one point we did play a drinking game and it's like every time the word moist comes up, you like have to, have to drink. <laughs> or so, or yeah, so, that word so got thrown around quite a bit. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that because a lot of people don't like it. Moist. Nah. Anyway, okay, we'll call it. Enjoy the rest of your day. It was really nice speaking to you, Nikita. And thank you for giving, giving us your time and stuff. Unfortunately, we did lose Nikita there at the end. However, if you want to go and follow her on Instagram and keep up to date with what she's doing, it is Nick underscore day 1995. That's N-I-K underscore day 1995. Um, and thanks to Nikita for having a chat with us. Um, and that wraps up Retro Week uh, at the, for the Great Kiwi Bake Off. Um, we are I was like, what is happening? Okay, between Courtney's wheezing and Tom's radio sound effect. Oh, okay, wait, do we have to ask each other the question? Um, yes, who, we do. at this stage, who's going to take it out? Oh, sorry. Who's going to win? Um, Brooke, Brooke's going to win. Still Team Brooke. I feel like this might be the first week where I'm like, maybe I'm leaning to someone new. And I just feel like Monique is pulling through with some like really good home baker skills that could see her go a long way. So I'm going to say Monique this week. Yeah, I'm also team Monique. I think that the way she dealt with the quiche, I was like, I think she's going to be really good when it comes to like the breads and the pies. Like I think she's got that 
other balance of skills that a lot of bakers kind of don't have because they focus so heavily on you know like cakes, cakes or decorating um so i think she's got a really strong skill set there all right guys we will see you next week for dessert week Ooh. uh go give us a follow on instagram it's the crumbs pod and if you're listening on apple or on spotify only give us a five star rating we will accept nothing less bye bitches bye bye <laughs> Bye. Can you can you wheeze us out? <laughs> you wheeze us out. No, I can't. Like, you, someone actually has to say something funny. It's never going to happen. We're going to end the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs>